Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is Disney buying WWE? It's Mega Marvel News Mania this week. Do you need a butterbeer to wash down that not-so-little chicken sandwich? And is young Phil trading in his mortgage for a new Lego set? Veggie tacos flying all over the taco cave. It's Distance Nerding. You are now listening to Distance Nerding. He's Young Phil. And he's Jamez5000. And And we're we're here here to to nerd nerd together. together. We're talking about anything pop culture, movies, music, food, wrestling, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about it. Guys, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all at Distance Nerding. We've got a somewhat short week for you here. This week on deck, we have the download. Hold on to your butterbeer. We're going back to the parks. And starting room. We couldn't do a show without some Marvel conspiracies, right? Right, right. But first, let me get a shout out. We got a nerd appreciation shout out. Quick shout out to Diego and Landed, some young nerds that have said they've loved the podcast and are catching up on all the episodes. How old are these nerds? They're like 10 years old. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it, they're super, super cool kids. They're huge Lego fans. They're they're like little brickheads. Every time they come over, they're always messing with my Star Wars Legos. Did I meet them? I think I think. Were they have, at the party? They were. Okay. They're always talking some Star Wars knowledge with me. Some good bunch of kids. Yeah, no, we, we were talking with them. They were actually hanging out with Jackie a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're really cool, and they were telling me that they're catching up on the podcast, and they're really loving the podcast, and they're going to give you a big head, but they were loving all the sound bites and all the jokes. The best of the best of the best, sir. <laughs> With honors. I mean, that's all coming from you. That That is true. Yeah. Even though I'm not the one doing any of the editing. Shh. <laughs> so, quick shout out to Diego and Landon, and thanks Pedro and Amy for raising some awesome kids. Way to keep the family nerding together. <laughs> See what you did there. Yeah, you like that? Mm-hmm. Speaking of family, go hit up our fam down at Toy Fusion where you can find every vintage toy and collectible there is. It's summer, getting hot. It's really hot. Get ready for some, it's getting hot for some toys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some little toy expos. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? There's going to be tons of toy expos this summer. I can't go to his toy expos. Well, Not because I don't want to go, because I, I'm guaranteed to spend a bunch of money that I don't have. Because your wallet says no? My wallet. But especially like when I walk in there and see like the Black Series Deadpool, because I've seen it in the shop. Yeah. You know, or when I walk in there and see all the Lego that he has. Oh, he's got some good Lego. There's a couple Star Wars sets that I saw. Hello there. And I like literally looked away. I'm like, nope, can't, I can't look at you. He had the Falcon the first time I went in there. Oh, yeah? Like the big one, the the. <sighs> $700 one. That's so dope. Yeah. So I, I walk in there every now and then. I'm just like, nope, I got to walk away. Hey, you should buy it. You should support Stop. our friends. Stop it. Support our friends. Stop. I, I support them. I just can't do it monetarily. Shut up and take my money. So make sure you check out Toy Fusion off Arden Way in Sacramento or check out toyfusion.com. .com. Well, I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? We're all ready for it. It's time for the download. 
remember that time when the pandemic was going to shut down like every movie theater and all movie theaters were going to like close? And You mean it? when that actually happened and now they're starting to come back? Yeah, AMC's coming back. Oh, definitely are right now. AMC's coming back for a, a redo. They're going hard. Yeah, I am already excited because it's giving me a little bit of money in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I've got a friend. He just made $130,000 on AMC. Speaking of making money, he's AMC, just like every other theater, had some financial issues. Mm -hmm. But even the full story, Reddit said, nah, fam, we love movies. Yeah, they were like, nah, fam, we're good. AMC, we got you. And they went hard, and all of a sudden, AMC stock went up like crazy. Yeah. Straight to the moon. The idea was a bunch of Redditors were saying that they didn't want to let Wall Street dictate what companies were going to go under, mm -hmm. right? Because we have the power to save a lot of these companies if we just get involved in stocks. Right. And so there was a mass buy-in. Right. And just people just bought a crap like a ton. a public buy-in. Right, not right. Wall Street. It's just people. Right. Just people went and bought a whole crap ton of stock in AMC and it just put their price back up and they were able to just save themselves. That's crazy. So check this out. So the theater chain recently raised 200 and 30 plus million dollars to purchase other cinemas yeah and when i saw this headline i got excited yeah. because remember when we reported that these cinemas were closing i was really right. upset right exactly so amc ceo and president adam aran said that they're taking the money and they're taking the investment money to operate old theaters like arc light cinema and pacific cinemas that right. recently shut down <laughs> Right, and those are like staples of like the L.A. movie scene. Yeah, like iconic theaters right. in in around Hollywood. Right, you know the the ArcLight especially. Like you hear a lot about the ArcLight, just people having so many memories there. Right, is it like a Cinema Dome or something like that? Yeah, the ArcLight so, Cinema Dome. Yeah, so they're hoping to purchase the ArcLight and Pacific theaters. I think that's a cool story. So do I. You like, know, so it's basically people saved AMC. Yeah, and AMC saved memories. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, like they they reinvested in the community back. You know, especially in the movie community. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, mm -hmm. I think that that's an awesome thing for, for any company to do. Yeah. You know what's interesting, too, with all this pandemic stuff, people stuck at home and now things are opening up. People realize, like, I don't want to just sit on my couch yeah. and watch movies. I want to go to the theater. I want to have this yeah. experience. I want to have a communal experience with all my friends and family and stuff. So I think it's great that AMC is pulling out of this pandemic, mm -hmm. but also reinvesting and making sure we don't lose, like, iconic theaters. Right. So shout out to AMC. Great job. Let's go to the movies. Let's go see the stars. Speaking of movies, after years of talk, Lucasfilm will finally be shooting Indiana Jones 5. Next week. Yeah, sooner than I thought, but yeah, no, because they've been talking about this for a while. Mm -hmm. And we've reported on this a couple of times on what we speculate is going to happen. Right. You know, where the actors are going to be, who's going to be acting as what, right. and kind of where the legacy of Indiana Jones is going to go. Right. right, right. What kind of wheelchair is Harrison Ford going to be rocking? One that can fly a plane, apparently. <laughs> when he can hang his fedora on. Yeah, exactly. Like that. One that he can use like a whip to get him across like a chasm. Oh, how smart is that? Yeah. That's rude. And we still should, be in the wheelchair. We shouldn't be talking about Actually, that. Actually, you know what? Ford, I'm thinking about rude. that. He's probably going to like gain speed uh -huh. and then whip and he's just going to like fly across. Right. Just mowing down snakes. Exactly. He's like, nah, get these snakes out of here. Why do they have to be snakes? Snakes. 
Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> so the film will start shooting in Pinewood in the UK next week. And so director James Mangold is coming back mm -hmm. or part of it. He always coming, right? Yeah. Steven Spielberg is coming back to be a producer. And of course, we're getting Harrison Ford back as Indiana. And we're also getting Mads Mikkelsen. Right. And we don't know who he's playing yet. Right. So Indiana Jones 5, which we don't know the name of, is raiding the Ark one last time in theaters July 29th, 2022. I, I got a name for it. What? Indiana Jones. We named the dog Indiana. <laughs> Pretty good. I hate snake shock. All right, I got some gaming news. Oh, my little gaming brain is just pinging right now. I don't know where Giancarlo is, but I got to fill in and, and do this gaming news. Yeah. What is going on? So just dropping the ball, Gino. Is why you fail. I know what's happening. I knuckle. Okay. E3 2021 is set to happen between June 12th and the 15th, which is like a week away. Yeah. A little over a week away. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's not soon enough. That's crazy. So Xbox and Bethesda games are going to be showcasing. So what I'm excited for on this is the normal Bethesda games that like they're probably going to do something fallout. They're probably going to talk about doom and mm -hmm. kind of the games that they're known for real quick. Skyrim. Is, is this like the comic con of games? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. Okay. I mean the last couple of years, a, a couple of games, studios have pulled out so sony no longer presents at e3 mm -hmm. and they were the first ones to pull out last year microsoft pulled out but they're back in this year oh okay right okay. and then nintendo is kind of like the staple on that but usually e3 is where all the big studios drop all their new games got it i'm excited to see if bethesda is going to announce or talk about any of their new lucasfilm exclusives that they're working on real quick give me the visual air quotes one more time so remember it came out a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. maybe a month ago mm -hmm. that they're working on an indiana jones game right so i want wonder if they're going to talk about that. Do you think it's to support the new movie? Or do you think it's like some kind of, you know, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark type game? They did mention that it is a new game and it takes place kind of after Crystal Skull. Oh, okay. So like with, with the uh, announcement trailer that they put out, it does take place after Crystal Skull. So got it. Got it's going to be interesting to see where that takes place. I also want to see if Ubisoft talks about their Star Wars game. Ubi sounds delicious. I know, right? So Xbox and Bethesda will showcase at 10 a.m. Pacific time on mm -hmm. June 13th. And I guess they're focusing on Xbox Studios. Right. So it's all the games that mm -hmm. Xbox Studios is putting out. Yeah. So but, they got like a 90 minute panel. Right. Bethesda is a big part of that now though. Oh, okay. So. And what else do you think is going to be announced? Any big rumors? So there is a specific rumor that I want to bring up on here. I mean, doing it a little early because normally we would do this in the rumor right, section. Right, right, right. But there's rumor that Nintendo on day three may be dropping hints for a Switch Pro. Ooh. Yeah. And the Switch Pro, the, the fabled Switch Pro is supposed to be like the PS3 but in handheld form. Holy cow. Yeah. That's so nuts. I'm really interested in that because I would love to see that technology utilized in a handheld, mm -hmm. you know, and you just kind of get like next gen Mario games. Oh, cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So tune in to E3 via Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, or just follow Young Phil on social media and he's just going to be geeking out the whole time. Well, probably Gino more than me. Underscore Bugs, baby. Underscore Bugs. Underscore Bugs. In park news, after shutting down last spring, Universal Studios Hollywood is going to reopen to full capacity. To full capacity? To full capacity. Let's go! 
<laughs> so they've been open at like 25% capacity okay. since like April. But as of June 15th, they're going to open to full capacity, like back to normal. That's crazy. That's nuts. That's because on the 15th, we're supposed to be going back to normal in the state of California. So Right. And Disney California Adventure, what mm-hmm. is it, the week before, is opening Avengers Campus. Shut up and take my money. Right. So they're so, like, hey, we got we got to do something. Right. Well, I mean, they, they updated the Jurassic Park ride. They have the Minions mm-hmm. Madness mm-hmm. ride. What? I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff that they have that is, I mean, I'm interested in going to Universal. I haven't been to Universal in years. Yeah. So I'm interested in going. Not as interested as I am going back to Disneyland. Right. But I am interested in going back to Universal. But you know what? Going back to Universal, you know, I don't know how long it's been for you, but there's so much to see there now. The last time I went to Universal, they still had the Back to the Future ride. And they've like changed that three times since I've been there. So, <laughs> but, I mean, they got Jurassic Park. They got like a Despicable Me ride. The whole Wizarding World. Because I used to be the Mummy, it, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do they still have the Kong thing? That's part of the uh, Studio Lot tour. That's right. Yeah. 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 They got the Studio Lot tour. That yeah. that was always my favorite. It's like the only reason I go. I know, is the right? Studio Lot tour because of the, the Jaws best. thing, and then you have just like all the different movie sets that you go through. They, like you go through the town square from Back to the Future. Yeah. And yeah. You see the courthouse. Like I think that's probably one of the coolest things that they mm-hmm. have. Secret time. I went to Universal Studios with my wife, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And the Jaws part freaks me out. Really? So unbeknownst to her, I knew what side it was going to be on. So I made her sit on that side. That shark is more fake than the one that was in the movie. I don't care. It's a shark (laughs) in the water and it freaks me out. (laughs) And Universal Studios is hiring 2,000 people, full-time, part-time, and seasonal to help. I don't know why I'm still yelling. That Jaws thing freaks me out. Stop it. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun-dun. But you know what's funny? I still want like a Jaws Funko Pop. I still want it. Anyway, so they're hiring like 2,000 jobs for in the park, full-time, part-time, even outside the park. So like... Science dwellers? Yeah, like... <laughs> well, like all Come the... Come to Universal Studio. I, I love the hand movements. Again, I love the twirling. <laughs> That's why I did the voice. You did a really good hand sign twirling thing right there. That was very professional. So all kinds of jobs. So Universal Studios, if you can't get back to Disneyland, hey, let's go to Universal Studios. Let's do it. June 15th, full capacity. Let's do it. Just as long as... We're all in agreement. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. And we're even getting new cons. I'm always excited about new cons. So check this out. The Lego group. Wait, what? Lego. Oh, say it again. Lego. All right. Lego. Keep going. They've announced they're launching a new con called Lego Con. Oh my God. Gave them all of my money. My God. All of it. So I think the good thing about this, though, is like it's not a huge con, right? It's just like That's a good one. enough for me. Do you see how into Lego I've been a lot more lately? Oh, I see it. I see it every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. Exactly. So there's going to be like a 90-minute event all broadcast from the Lego house, which I didn't even know there was a Lego house. There's a documentary about it on Netflix. Really? Yeah. How come you never sent that to me before? I just watched it recently. How cool is that? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like it's in Oslo, and it's kind of cool because like they talk about how they designed it like they designed it to look like a lego home that's awesome yeah like it looks like it's made out of lego it's pretty cool i'm gonna have to check that out so the whole con i guess is coming from the lego house and it's supposed to be like a digital convention i guess lego has been booming since everybody's stuck at home yeah they're like everybody's just like let's buy lego sets and have it delivered let's let's just not talk about how every week lego's been coming out with new kits that i want to buy shut up and take my money i know right nuts so we're getting like you see the daily bugle i did see that one (sighs) it comes with like every character i 
know. There's so many characters. It looks really cool. You know what it feels like when it comes to the Daily Bugle? Like, that's a an impressive set, but are they going to do more? Like, are they going to do, like... I've noticed they've been doing more kind of things from Marvel because they haven't really had very much Marvel. Well, that's the thing. Like, Star Wars is huge, right? Yeah. Star Wars has ships well, they just vehicles announced, galore. They just announced the Benatar. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so uh, I think next month it comes out, they have like a full-size Benatar. Nice. But see, that's the thing. Like, Marvel doesn't have a lot of ships. Right. Like, all the superhero stuff, they don't have a lot of ships. It's all just action-based Well, there stuff. are a lot of ships. The thing is, is that they don't really advertise too much on it, right? How many Quinjets can you make? You can do a Quinjet. You can do... Well, they had the Helicarrier, but I mean, like, you can do a Quinjet, Helicarrier, the Benatar, whatever that big weird ship. The Milano, by the way. Well, the, Mil the Milano and the Benatar are basically the same ship, yeah. But I mean, like, the big weird one that Thanos was in. Did they make that into a Lego set? I don't think they did. That's the one thing that they haven't made. There's also Ronin ship. It yeah. almost seems like it's but designed not, to be built, built my, out of Lego. My point is that Star Wars ships oh, yeah. are more iconic. Are super cool. Yeah. Marvel, DC, they don't really have cool ships. Mm -hmm. and so it's all play sets. So anyway, can we get back Lego Con? Yeah. Let's get excited. Lego Con. Well, that's so, what I'm excited about is I think if they're going to have their own con, I I'm almost afraid of all the stuff, the new kits they're going to announce there. Yeah. So they're going to have first look reveals and behind the scenes access <sighs> and they're going to feature some new stuff for harry potter technic, technic mm -hmm. minecraft star wars and llama okay yeah the llama ones are they're definitely designed for kids i have no idea what that is it's basically they're like you know a anthropomorphic like animals but the idea is that they're also like video based things so you build your kit and then you can make like music videos out of them and stuff like that wow. and they have like dj kits with them and stuff like that it's kind of it's it's kind of cool the way that they have it set up it's very interactive yeah but it's definitely designed for kids well you know I'm, I'm open because hey if Lego is making this it's going to be something amazing yeah. right just like the way they made your Nintendo you know entertainment system that was an amazing set to make um, so that's they cool. need to come out with an Atari I'm just saying <laughs> that'd be cool that'd if be they cool. made an Atari 2600 I would be or, or, or a ColecoVision I would be all over that yep so we're building towards LegoCon on June 26th and I should say it's 9am Pacific time I'm not going to be awake I probably will be awake. I'm probably going to be watching it. Set your alarm. Build some Legos. But if I'm not on stream, am I really building Lego? Yes. Okay. Yes, you are. Okay. Liar! All right. We got some comic book news. Always down for some comic book news. What we got? We got some Batman news. I am the knight. So, okay. there's a comic that kind of spins off from Batman the Animated Series, like the actual cartoon, right? Mm. So, there's a comic book adaption of that, and the Court of Owls is set to make their debut in the comic. What? Nice. And I was, so in the animated series comic, right? In so, the animated series comic. So yes. this is going to be like a Bruce Tim version of the Court of Owls. Yes. That sounds awesome. And you know what's funny? Like, is Bruce Tini writing it? I just have to ask that. Um, I'm not sure. The only reason I ask that is because like Bruce Tim as an animator is great. Paul Dini because he wrote like the majority of the animated series. Mm -hmm. I want to see his take on the Court of Owls. So I think it's being written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. Nice. And featuring art by Ty Temple. Okay, and Ty Templeton basically took over for Bruce Timm, so his animation style is very similar. Ah, okay, cool. Very cool. And you know, I was thinking about it, like, animated series, Court of Owls, they were never in the actual series. Well, the Court of Owls didn't exist when the series was on, because the Court of Owls didn't come about until New 52, which was oh, the late okay. 2000s. got it. But, the, like, the Court of Owls kicked off New 52. That's true. Okay, okay. Right. That's right, that's right. Yeah, and that, I mean, the Court of Owls is such a great storyline. It's such though. a good storyline. I love how it's like, like, they're peeling back an onion. Yeah. Olgers, 
are like onions. I think of I, Gotham City. I think Bird still has my Court of Owls book. I think she does too. Yeah, because she was so into that storyline. Yeah, yeah, I saw her trying to sell it on Facebook. I, I hope she wasn't. I will murder her. Sorry about that. We will be eating roast bird if she sells my Court of Owls roast book. Roast bird tacos. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know they had an animated series comic, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's fairly new. So I'm going to have to check this out. So Batman, the adventure continues. Season two, number one is on sale now. going to have to check it out. Taco, tacos. <laughs> All right, let's stay in DC. We got more comic news. Okay. So DC will launch a three-issue miniseries called Superman versus Lobo. Ooh. Okay, so that this is this is not going to be the first time that Superman and Lobo exactly. fought. Exactly, right. Not the first time, but this is the thing. The series has the Black Label Mature Readers designation on it. Language. Ooh, so it's like rated R style. It's probably going to be like way more violent. Yeah, I don't know anything about the story yet, but that got me. I'm like, oh, the Black Label. Yeah. So there's been other like Black Label comics out there right right like batman and yeah and, i mean they just tend to have a little more mature content in yeah. them so it's just like they're just warning people ahead of time like this is not for your kids mm -hmm. which i dig because like all the dc animated stuff yeah. like straight to blu-ray type stuff mm -hmm. i love dc anime yeah. and lately that's been the same thing it's not for your kids it, yeah exactly yeah you, they have it uh, started with the arkham asylum series yes yeah and when they did the arkham asylum cartoon like that was definitely not for for kids mm -hmm. i mean deadshot and harley quinn have a sex scene that is not for your kids uh no, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Okay, that's weird that I'm talking about it. That's nasty. Ew! Can we keep going? Pick up Man of Steel versus the main man, August 2021. The name's Lobo. I'm interested in this just because Lobo can hold his own against Superman in most cases. So, you know, Lobo's a badass, man. That right. guy's nuts. As as weird and cliche of a character as he is, like he's just like a biker. Uh-huh. He is such a dope character. He's like he is. he's like a mashup of like Deadpool, Wolverine, Hulk, Superman, mm -hmm. Boba Fett. It's crazy. Yeah, because he's a bounty hunter too. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Dirty Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. All right, my last bit of comic news, Star Wars. Hello there. Always good. So we talked about the War of the Bounty Hunters. Right. Like a week or two ago. Right. I'm, I'm pretty much waiting for that whole series to drop, and I'm just going to buy the whole thing. Oh, like in like a graphic novel uh, If it comes like out that? in a graphic novel, that'd be cool, but I'm probably going to go back, go and get like all the trade paperbacks for it. Right. You know, and just like read them all. So the prelude to this War of the Bounty Hunters is that Boba Fett is taking, you know, Han in Carbonite to Jabba the Hutt. Right. You know, cashing in on that bounty. But for whatever reason, he loses Han. How do you lose Carbonite? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I lost this giant big piece of metal with a guy in it. Yep. Oops. So somehow Han gets stolen and the whole War of the Bounty Hunters is about Boba trying to hunt down Han Solo in Carbonite, right? Mm -hmm. So they teased, but now they, they finally announced that in War of the Bounty Hunters, number one, the person that stole Han. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. Is from the Crimson Dawn and it was all orchestrated by, again, spoiler alert. Kira. No. So if so, if, the mother of dragons. Tricaris. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if, if you know Kira, you're like, wait a second, that sounds familiar. Back in the movie Solo, mm -hmm. Amelia Clark played Kira, basically his like girlfriend. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Back on what planet are they from again? Coruscant? No, not Coruscant. Corellia. Corellia. You're right. That's it. That's it. So they they were like lovebird back on Corellia, mm -hmm. right? And then they get separated. Yada yada. Basically, ex girlfriend problems before Leia. Right. And then she upgrades. She goes with with Darth Maul. Kira, you and die. We'll be working much more closely from now on. 
Right. I mean, would you say he upgraded? He went I from like know. some random chick that was in like a uh, the mob to oh. a princess, uh, something like that, of an entire planet that got destroyed. But I yeah. mean, still, yeah, like losing your real estate. Like, still rich if you lose your real estate. She was still, she was still a senator technically. So, <laughs> <laughs> look, your worshipfulness. Let's get one thing straight. No, just kidding. So it's Kira is mm-hmm. the mastermind behind all this, which is awesome because like I never thought we were gonna see her again. Right. In Star Wars continuity, and keep in mind all these comics are canon. Right. So this is like a nice little like play into see what happens with Kira and Han. How do we continue that storyline? Maybe we see Amelia Clark back in the movies, back in the shows again. If they're expanding on you know the whole Kira role, right. In spoiler alert again, she's kind of running Crimson Dawn, right. Right now. I mean, I guess that makes sense because there's no more Darth Maul, right? Yeah. Yeah. At this, this point, because yeah, Maul dies. He dies before New Hope. Right. Spoiler alert. But this war of the bounty hunters is happening in between Empire and Jedi. Right. So yeah, she would be running Crimson Dawn at this point. Yeah. Kind of interesting. So Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters is on sale now. Yeah. Like I said, I'm waiting until the final issue comes out and then I'm going to go buy them all at once. kind of want to go get it. I just want to know. Too. Like we spoiled it, but also like it makes me more intrigued knowing what's happening in the story. Right. I might have to go get this one. Come on. Do it now. All right. Back to movie news. Thor Love and Thunder has wrapped production. That means it's that much closer. Yeah. So Heike and Chris Hemsworth showed a pic of them saying that, hey, we just wrapped. We're all done shooting. And Thor Love and Thunder is coming out May 6, 2022. Why did I say that? Because this means that Marvel has 10 projects in post-production right now. Wow. It's a real wake-up call for me. Okay. <laughs> Ten. We have a lot to look forward so, to. And keep in mind, that's a mix of, of movies and Disney Plus shows. Right. But 10 different Marvel MCU things are in post-production yeah. as we speak. And we're getting one of them next week. You had one job. Just the one. So looking forward to that. Loki is going to be so good. I don't know. See, you know what's funny about all this? Like, I was so excited for WandaVision. And it happened. And it delivered. And then I was so excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it delivered. Yeah. I do not see Loki not delivering. Exactly. Because just the themes that they talk about in the trailers, Mm -hmm. right? Like, we're getting so many different weird aspects of the MCU or just Marvel in general into the MCU. And there's so many storylines that they can open up with this. So, I mean, I'm excited for this. I know it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston is super excited excited for this if he's excited for it you know it's going to be good if he's excited i should be excited yeah because tom hiddleston's not a so so actor that guy is a good actor yeah and you know like i was thinking about it like wandavision was so contained in its little bubble little hex mm. so to speak and then falcon and the winter soldier was all about like espionage kind of mm. behind the scenes right this is like our first branch into like bigger mcu world i was gonna say and it's going directly back into the mcu yeah exactly so, so it'll be nuts we'll mm-hmm. see what happens so i wonder how it ties into everything else that'll be because I, I guarantee it's gonna it's gonna tie into quantum mania somehow mm-hmm. i think especially Fe- now that they're filming quantum mania right now i think feige said something like what happens in loki will touch everything else in the marvel universe yeah what does that mean what does that mean because i mean they're dealing with the tva so i mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of implications that can happen with like this. what what ramifications like what's what, what are the ripples right. that are going to come from this show right so into it i wonder if they're going to mention wanda you know just mm-hmm. like just because since the tva is going after him for like time mm-hmm. and everything like that and she's doing a lot of like time time slowing and, t- and like just messing with time too i wonder if like you're not gonna see wanda but i wonder if they're gonna mention her like oh. it's gonna be like one of those like you know we have a time variance that happened right here and it's gonna point to something happening the in the hex or something like that oh that's a good point you know? and it'll be like a quick like one second you know reference but not something that like the entire show will be about oh that's interesting that's a nice little easter egg yeah that's good i like that i like that spin mm-hmm. so back to the story 10 projects in post-production right now mm-hmm. not to mention that we already wrapped wandavision and falcon and the winter 
Winter Soldier. And this doesn't even include She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Right, which, which they have, haven't even started. They haven't started yet. Right. So it's nuts. So we got Loki, What If, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, all ready to go. And then on the movie front, we got Black Widow, Song-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor all in post-production. It's crazy. There's yeah. so much coming. Yeah, this is all exciting. I was upset that we went a year without any Marvel, and now we're getting so much bombarded to, towards us. Like, I can't get any more excited than I already am. It's nuts. Like, if I, if I get any more excited about the MCU, I'm going to explode. Like, literally explode. I love it. I love it. And then Avengers Campus. Yeah. They're about to open. Oh. And that ties into the MCU, too. So, like, that's even more reason for me to want to yeah. get involved in that and go to that. Some, somebody asked Feige the question, too, of how can this Avengers Campus exist in the MCU? He's like, well, there's a lot of things happening in the next couple projects. So, just stay tuned. Because if you think about it, it's like you have Sam Wilson as Captain America. You have Iron Man back, you know? Mm-hmm. You have Gamora. Like, hmm, that is interesting. Is Avengers Campus in the MCU? Watch. It's, it's, they're going to make, either make references to it or you're going to see Avengers Campus. It made me think about that. I'm like, what is happening? Are they really going to like find a way to tie the Avengers Campus into all this? I just thought about it. What if in Quantum Mania, uh-huh. they go to Pim's Test Kitchen? Oh, how great would that be? That would be awesome. Especially because it's a comedy. Like, that would make sense. That would make total sense. Yeah. And like all the food, like yeah. the, the huge, the not so little chicken sandwich. <laughs> he's just going to be, be like, in it. He's going to be like, Hank, seriously? He goes, well, I had trouble making the buns and the chicken was too big so <laughs> that would be great yeah that would make me want that sandwich that much more right all right just like the tva will try to catch loki on disney plus june 9th then black widow will finally be stunning into theaters and disney plus on july 9th i'm so and in more Marvel news, there's a new Lego set for Iron Man, which like, okay, great. Right. A new Iron Man set. That's cool. But it's from the upcoming animated series, What If? Oh, is this Lego spoiling stuff again? I, I don't care if it's spoiling it, but it's it's kind of fun. Yeah. Lego used to spoil a lot of stuff back in the day. So the set, you know, it's Iron Man. So it's Tony Stark in an alternate version of the MCU. And he's got like a story on Sakaar. So that's, Sakaar is like where Thor Ragnarok that's, takes um, place. Piss off, ghost. Right, in the MCU, but that the Sakaar is basically the planet that... Like Battle War. Kind of. It's World War Hulk. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah or yeah. Planet Hulk. Sorry, Planet Hulk. Yeah. So the set includes a cosmic version of the Hulkbuster armor. Okay. Which we've already gotten a Hulkbuster, you know, so is Lego. Like, is it like Tony's the champion in Sakaar? Maybe. We shall see. So I love this idea of like not just the MCU animated series, but like, hey, branch it into Lego and make all these crazy sets. This is what Lego is meant to do. Like make your imagination happen and do all these crazy, right. crazy crossover things. So it's like Tony in a mech suit and he can transform into a race car. And the set includes Tony Stark, Valkyrie, and the Watcher minifigs. Come on. Oh, Watu the Watcher? Yeah. That's awesome. You're buying this. I might. I don't know. Shut up and take my money. Okay, so it says it's the car that he drove in Iron Man 2. So are we talking the Formula 1 car that he was driving? Like at the beginning of the movie? I think so. Okay. Yeah, it turns into a race car. This is going to be fun, dude. Yeah. If Lego and Marvel give me all these like what if like, crossover things, I may be into it. Like again, I'm a- I need Captain Britain. Okay. And I need Zombie Captain America. Okay. Zoinks! Are you talking to wait, Captain Britain? So Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. But with like Steve Rogers and the old school Iron Man suit. Maybe yeah. That, that would be an offset. Yeah. Because like I said, the one that I really would like to see and I would buy the minifigs for this is the Marvel Zombies. Yeah. They because they kind of do that. They, well, they teased it in the What If trailer mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Marvel Zombies is going to be a part of that. So I, I would love to see. I, I would love to get minifigs of the Marvel Zombies. I wonder what the sets would be like. Yeah. And I need them to make the Deadpool minifigs of zombie deadpool because that would be great 
great. Maximum effort. How much would you pay for that? I would pay my left arm. Wow. I don't care what it costs. It's bad dog expense. So we don't have a release date yet when this is mini figuring to make its way into stores? I'll take it. That's a reach. Lego my ego. You see uh, Lego Masters is back on Hulu. Oh. Season two just started. It's on Hulu? Not on... Well, it's on Fox, but oh, okay, okay. it's on Hulu the next day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I watched that show. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I-, I really like the Star Wars ones. The one on the Salt Planet was like one of the cooler ones. Salt. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because like that scene in the actual movies hated. Everybody hates that scene in the movies. But like it looks really cool as a, as a Lego. Finally, the rock has come back home. In major heel turn news, WWE has come to turns on the release of Braun Strowman. What? Alistair Black. What? Lana. What? Murphy. What? Ruby Riot. What? And Santana <laughs> Garrett. What? How crazy is that? That So we've been talking about this since they announced it, right? right. And I've been... Non-stop talking about this. It really has been. Like, we have a group chat and we've been talking about it like crazy. I don't understand what the thinking on half of these are, right? Braun Strowman is a major character and a fan favorite, right? Right. Now, from what I understand, from what I've been reading about is he's getting paid too much and the WWE can't afford him anymore. Like they gave him a huge contract. At the beginning then, of the pandemic. Yeah. Then like pandemic hit and they're like, ooh, wait. Ooh. Yeah. And they can't really afford him anymore. Now, slow, Alistair- your, slow your train down. <laughs> Right. You know, Alistair Black, like they just repackaged him. Yeah. Like in the last month. Yeah. And they made him tone his character down and then all of a sudden he's gone. Right. Lana, I understand. I think Lana's probably been asking to be released for a while. I know for a fact, Buddy Murphy has been saying that he wanted to get released Mm -hmm. because they have not been handling his character very well. But Lana, I think she wants to go to AEW because Miro's there. And he's like a champion. He's a champion. Right. You know, Ruby Wright again. But hold on. For Lana, though, she's been getting some airtime. She's been getting some push. She has, but thing is, is that her character has been getting wins, but they've been like by luck, not by like her skill or anything like that. And they kind of make a mockery of her. Mm-hmm. I think she was best when she was a manager. Yeah, I think she had more personality. She did. You than- know, what I would like to see out of her, especially if she goes to AEW, is a hybrid, right? I would like to see her kind of like how Zelina was, right? Where she was mainly a manager, but then she would wrestle every now and then too. Got it. Right. Okay. That's kind of what I want to see with Lana, right? Like I would rather see Lana be a manager manager because mm-hmm. she is a great mouthpiece for someone like Miro and you can just have Miro be just pure aggression right and Lana be the mouthpiece for that and then every now and then she get to back it up okay you know and like, like wrestle in, herself like in mixed tag matches yeah and things like that well even not even in the mixed tag match like AEW has co-ed matches yeah so just have her like whoop on somebody I could see that yeah right? okay I, I think it'd be honestly I'm looking at this mm-hmm. and maybe it's like my devil's advocate mind but I kind of get it mm-hmm. on a lot of these superstars like, yeah. Now, see, Ruby Riot, I don't agree with. I, like, I think she's too good of a wrestler, but they just they don't know how to push her. Oh, she's a great worker. Mm-hmm. Great worker. Santana Garrett got she got. I'm sorry, the sh- end of the stick mm-hmm. because they pulled her up from NXT. She literally did nothing from when she came up from NXT, mm-hmm. and then they and then they're, they're releasing her now. Yeah, that's you know. So Santana Garrett, like, they didn't even give her a chance to be on TV. I never even saw her yeah. on TV. Yeah, because when she got pulled up from NXT, it was like, oh, it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and she was like going 
Beast at the Royal Rumble, we haven't seen her. Yeah. We haven't seen her do anything. Well, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these names, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's probably has to do with contracts and maybe some other things we should talk about later. Yeah. But, I mean, a couple of them wanted to be released, though. Yeah. And maybe it's like personalities or, or attitudes or mm -hmm. whatever, but like none of these people, besides, I would say, Braun, are complete packages. Mm -hmm. Like Alistair Black, Murphy, Ruby Wright, they all have on mic and character issues. Yeah. Like it hasn't just been flushed out. Lana, she tries really hard, but she's not like born and bred talent. Well, she's not a wrestler. She never exactly. was. They exactly. tried to force her to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. right? She was a manager. She was a damn good manager. Yep. You know, her storylines were really good, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to the point where she even her fake Russian accent was, was good, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll be a kayfabe. Yeah. I, I thought she was Russian back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Nope. She's from Florida. She just spent a couple summers in, in Russia. So check this out. So now SmackDown's women's division mm -hmm. consists of seven superstars. What? That's it. Like something's going on in the WWE that you have an entire women's division and it only consists of seven superstars. What? Yeah. And it's kind of like you look at a couple of these, right? So, okay. So we're looking at Bailey. What? Who is the top star? Bianca Belair. What? Top star. Natalia Neidhart. What? They'll never get rid of Natalia. She has too many ties to that company through family. No matter how crappy they treat her or how, you know, how much of a push she does not get, she will still be there. Yeah, she's a lifer. Yeah, and she also works behind the scenes a lot too. Uh, Sasha Banks. What? Top star. Carmella. What? You know, they try to bill her as a top star, but they never put her on TV and she never gets like anything going on. Tamina's another one. What? As crappy as they treat her, she's never going to go away because she is, she's Jimmy Snooker's daughter. Exactly. So, like another like family lifer. And then Liv Morgan. What? And again, Liv Morgan's probably on the chopping block too because again, they don't know what to do with her. I think she's great, right? I think she does good work. I think that her her first character is one that I like. Again, mm -hmm. they just never did enough with it, right? And yeah. she's kind of reverting back to that character. But I mean, like, like, there's a lot of characters they just need to let them develop because WWE does not develop the characters. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah. You know, with Liv, I think, again, she hasn't had the strongest mic skills. Yeah. But it's almost like they have a better version of her with Alexa Bliss. So they're like, let's focus on Alexa Bliss. Right. But the thing is, is that now you're taking away from that from that talent by not yeah. putting that character in there, right. especially when Alexa Bliss has kind of honed into a new character. Right. And she's not the same character anymore. Like Liv oh, can yeah, be totally. her own thing. Totally. And right? they should give Liv some kind of Harley Quinn type vibe to her. And Since her... that's what Alexa used to be. She used to uh -huh. be the Harley Quinn character. Uh -huh. Now she's the creepy in the Carrie Dolls with me character. In you the know, playground. Like, in the playground. Like she's a really creepy character. She's such a good actress that she uh -huh. can pull that off really well. Yeah. Right. Her at WrestleMania. I love that. You know what's interesting about that is mm -hmm. that like she's pulling that off so well. Yeah. She's not even wrestling and you're not even thinking about the fiend. Yeah. Because she's pulling it off so well. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. And again, you know, you're taking away her mouthpiece, taking away Liv, Liv Morgan's mouthpiece because Ruby Riot carried that whole thing as far as on the mic. Yeah. I can see that. That being said, it's like it's time to step up. This is the thing about like chain, right? Mm -hmm. It sucks that we're losing Braun and Alistair and, and Ruby Riot, but it gives other people a chance like Liv, like Tamina. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's your time to step up. So either you step into that role, learn mic skills like Rhea Ripley, like, hey, you need to figure out your character for national TV. Not You're not in the NXT anymore. Figure it out for SmackDown. Right. Like you need to get better. So this is their chance to make it happen. That being said, I think there's other things happening. Yeah. And let's, let's get to that. I don't know it getting it.
All right, so we're talking some WWE, and WWE is making some major moves, right? Right. So we were talking about this in our in our wrestling chat. So quick shout out to Silver's Wrestling Rants and WWE setting the stage, and our boy Chris Neal and our new wrestling buddy Mari, because we had a really good conversation about what is happening in the WWE. Yeah, and I see. So the rumor that's happening right now, I I see that being a possibility. If you want to jump into that, yeah. So the whole thing is like, why are they releasing top talent like Aleister Black? Braun Strowman is kind of the biggest one. You know, Lana, people that are trying to repackage right. and are getting airtime. What is really happening? And everybody's saying that this is really them cutting some fat mm-hmm. from the books and maybe WWE is looking to get sold. Yeah, I, and I can see that being a thing that Vince is trying to sell the company. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear that, anytime I hear somebody bringing up that Vince, because it's been happening for months that people mm-hmm. have been talking about this. Anytime I hear that Vince is planning on selling the company, what upsets me about that is what happens to Hunter and Stephanie? Okay. Because they easily are the next line and they have so many good ideas right hunter especially because you look at what he does with nxt if you gave the regular brand to paul to hunter herselmsley mm-hmm. right I, he would kill it you know i i think that he would write better storylines i think we would get not exactly the attitude era but we would get hype on that level Got because okay. hunter understands number one what the people in the company want and number two how to write a good story mm-hmm. the man orchestrated dx yeah and not only that you go into the 2000s and easily post attitude era one of the most successful stables and storylines was the corporation yeah good point and triple h orchestrated that Mm -hmm. you know so that's the whole thing and same thing with evolution right evolution was another big good storyline you know Mm -hmm. you you got stars like batista and randy orton and of course we got more out of rick flair and kind of like rick flair's character even evolved because of that oh yeah totally you know because like you had the rick flair everybody knew but he became even more over the top when evolution was was it doing its thing you know so and then of course we got ted dibiase jr but that guy disappeared so yeah. <laughs> so we, we that, look so at- that's a really good example so one of the other things we were talking about is like wwe doesn't support their talent they right. always just protect certain characters like charlotte flair or like a john cena mm-hmm. you know roman like reigns right now roman reigns but like honestly they show up right oh they do and they become top tier on their own but that's the thing is that okay so so roman reigns is a good example right roman reigns didn't become top tier because because people liked his character he had to go heal for people to like the character but i mean like yes he's a workhorse the guy puts in all the work and he is a great worker right there's nobody that can deny that roman reigns puts in the work right Right. but the thing is is that because he was on vince's protected list right even if a character didn't work they still pushed him they still forced him into the limelight well i think they tried to fit him into the john cena formula right and you kind of just need john cena right for that and that's but the thing that, is that's john cena you know john cena has always been the push on everything right mm-hmm. that's the argument that i had with charlotte flair i've never said that charlotte flair isn't super talented she is easily one of the best women in all of wrestling mm-hmm. right the best female wrestler i mean arguably she's a better wrestler than half the men mm-hmm. that are wrestling right but example being the last pay-per-view she got inserted into the picture two weeks before the title picture because she's a draw okay i get that but the thing is is that you put her in the title picture and you say because she's a draw but at the same time now you're taking away from Asuka and Rhea Ripley that's the thing though Asuka and Rhea Ripley right now they're not a draw and sorry but you just haven't connected with the fans and sorry they need to sell pay-per-views they need to hype up these events they add Charlotte to the mix immediately there's clout but that's but what I'm saying is they give her title shots and it's not on her thing it's not anything against her it's more management is that management puts the insertion in there they don't give anybody else a chance 
chance. I think uh, we're leading down a debate road. I would argue the other side of that because they've given Rhea Ripley the title. They've given Asuka the title. They didn't really do anything with it, right? Like, I don't... But could, part of that is writing too, though. Because the thing is, is it that... It could be. That, I'm, I'm saying, like, part of that is going to be creative in the way that they write the stories because it's not going to... It's not like Rhea Ripley goes, oh, hey, I want to do this tonight. And they're like, cool, good idea. Let's do that, right? It's all pre-written by what WWE wants to happen. Sure, it's written. But guess who's telling the story in the ring? It's Asuka. It's Ray Ripley. Mm-hmm. It's Charlotte Flair. And if there's better storytellers, that's what's going to get the crowd, whether they're in person or not. Yeah, but then the, part of the problem, too, is the way that they're leading everything up, right? Like, I'm going to use Asuka as an example where you took away, you took the streak away from Asuka, right? Mm-hmm. And when Asuka was at her peak, everybody loved Asuka was she's just ripping on everybody, mm-hmm. right? Because she puts in all kinds of work and she's worthy of being that character, right? And then you take that streak away and she's never recovered since. They've tried everything on there, but you took away the one thing that made her a draw. I think that's bad writing that it was the one thing. That being said, find a way to reinvent your character. And, and I mean, she has reinvented it, but again, like the thing is, is that like what WWE needs to do is give her a mouthpiece. Yeah, she, I think they th- could, that could work. In, in Japanese, she has mic skills, but she does not have that in English. Maybe, so back to the story about WWE and rumors, like maybe this whole rumor about w- WWE partnering with New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. maybe they find a way to get her a mouthpiece. a mouthpiece that crosses over, you know, like maybe there's a way to get her on New Japan Pro Wrestling and give her that mouthpiece that goes back and forth with her, right? you know, so we'll see what happens. That being said, going back to the whole WWE thing being sold, mm-hmm. like, you know, our buddy Jester from WWE Sending the Stage podcast, I think he's right. I think they're selling the WWE. Yeah, I think it's happening. I don't know why they would want to. Maybe it's just like they see the writing on the wall or something. But they're Because Vince wants the money. I think they're looking to offload it. Yeah, he wants another XFL? <laughs> Maybe. Vince wants the money. It's become clear over the last couple of years, over like more than that, that he cares more about what's in his pocket than he cares about the fans. Well, I, I will say that going back to Stephanie and Triple H, mm-hmm. they are doing more to branch out the, the WWE brand. Just like how like Total Divas was yeah. a huge hit. Now they're putting out stuff with A&E, like the A&E biographies yeah. and all the old wrestlers are amazing. Yeah. Two, but I mean, out, Triple two H, hours every week. From the beginning of AEW, Triple H was saying that he would he would want to have NXT work with AEW. The only reason that never happened is because Vince is against working with other companies. To a point. Well, NJ, uh, well like New Japan is happening just because now it's out of desperation. You think so? Yeah, because there's he, he's realizing that, that he's losing market share. I think he could have gone after any company out there that he wanted to. I, and they I would think say yes. I think he's doing New Japan just because there is a lot of talent that he pulls from New Japan, specifically like Bullet Club and things like that. The way I see it is, is that Vince is kind of like test marketing with New Japan and then maybe he might think about doing stuff with other promotions from there but you know Vince has always been anti-working with other promotions unless he owns the promotion yeah that's what he did he bought all the other promotions he bought WCW <laughs> he bought ECW he bought all the small local brands he and everything like that he bought all the territories way back in the day yeah like the, he, Vince will not work with other brands unless he owns the brand now, this is the first time he's actually reaching out to another brand that he does not own that he's working with yeah and maybe it's like testing the waters like you said like, yeah. like he has worked with um, OVW in Ohio and FCW in Florida owns both of and those the, but then he bought them yeah you know those were separate promotions and then mm-hmm. he just like bought them and then that literally became NXT mm-hmm. so we'll see what happens with WWE and, and New Japan but I don't know this whole prediction of WWE getting sold who do you think is going to buy it who would want sports entertainment I, I mentioned this earlier Disney I think it's Disney and I was joking about it but I mean mm-hmm. thinking about it more like it makes sense for Disney it's either Disney or it's going to be Universal mm-hmm. Universal t- because Universal already has partnerships with WWE with 
WWE is on the Peacock. Right. So it would make sense for them. It would make financial sense for them mm-hmm. to buy WWE. And that mm-hmm. might be why Vince is offloading and cutting fat so that he can make a lower offer for NBC Universal to buy it. Yeah. Right. Or Disney because Fox. Fox already has their partnership with him. Yeah. Right? So it's just kind of like it would make sense for Disney to to buy it just to be another promotion that they have. It feels weird though. Like, hey, Disney bought WWE or is like affiliated with it. It but- would be it would be how Disney owns Miramax. But it the the what I'm getting at is the weird thing is they already have a partnership. All the stuff on A and E, the A and E biography and the uh, treasure hunt, the WWE treasure hunt show. That's A and E, who's partially owned by Disney. So you know, technically, they can go NBC and Universal. They can go Disney. Mm-hmm. This is kind of crazy. This is all new waters. WWE getting sold. Vince know, right? McMahon not in charge. What is happening? It doesn't matter how you feel. Elijah Woods gonna be in Toxic Adventure? What? I don't understand. There's so much <laughs> happening right now. It just came out of nowhere. That <laughs> just just think about Elijah Wood as a character because we've already got Peter Dinklage and he's playing the Toxic Avenger. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? Who is Elijah Wood going to play? I think he's going to be his boss or something like that. God. And it's not like Elijah Wood's a tall dude anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's going to be like a small dude with a big man complex. <laughs> so Elijah Wood is rumored to be in the next Toxic Avengers reboot. Wait, are are hobbits taller than dwarfs? No, not in Lord of the Rings. Right, dwarves are taller than hobbits, right? So is yeah. Dinklage going to be taller than Elijah Wood in, in as far as like perspectives because they did make Dinklage a giant in Avengers. You're making my brain hurt. I think I need second breakfast. <laughs> what about third breakfast? Fourth breakfast? <laughs> they don't know about seventh breakfast? So with all that, Elijah Wood is going to be in Toxic Avenger, but we still have no date when the Toxic Avenger will be oozing into theaters. I like it. I saved the city and all your worthless life. I'm digging these rumors. Mm-hmm. I, I hope some of these come true. What do we got? Spider-Man. You ready for this? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So we've heard all kinds of crazy rumors about Spider-Man No Way Home and the villains and, and you know, other Spider-Men, mm-hmm. Spider-People coming into the to the movie. So confirmed, we have Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock and Jamie Foxx coming back as Electro. But the report is we're getting Willem Dafoe back as the Green Goblin. Right. We reported on this a while back. Which is like, okay, that makes sense. But right. the whole rumor right now is that the title... No Way Home isn't referring to Spider-Man, but it's referring to the villains. Ooh. Interesting, right? Tell me more. So they're thinking there's somehow, some way that all these villains are getting pulled out of their normal universe dimensions. I don't really know what it is anymore. Right. Spider-Verses? Spider-Verses. I don't know what it is. And then they don't have a way back. So that's how they form the Sinister Six is that they're banding together (laughs) in whatever, you know, Peter Parker version universe this is. And then all of a sudden Morbius and Vulture show up and Scorpion there. Right, right. Right? So there's... Like they've already, like, announced those characters or they've already introduced those characters. Mm-hmm. Right. So apparently, like, Doc Ock, Electro, Green Goblin are going to be half of the Sinister Six. And then they're looking to bring Hayden Church back as Sandman. Okay. Reese Ifans as the Lizard. And then Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. You know what's funny on that is, okay, everybody hated that version of the Rhino. Right. Right? And, like, Paul Giamatti as, like, his little Russian dude inside the Rhino mm-hmm. robot. Yeah. The way I felt about it was so-so because I was thinking, like, how do you bring the Rhino into, like, a real world situation like how do you do the rhino right like basically he's a dude that's stuck in a suit right right? and you put him inside of a robot kind of makes sense it did make sense and it was a little it's more paul giamatti's fake russian yeah i love i love paul giamatti but Uh it it felt a little campy it felt a little like batman 66 ish but what's wrong with that that being said like we're in 2021 we're looking towards the future it's unprecedented that we're bringing all these people back all these characters back what if they mix it up and be like hey paul giamatti you're not going to be in a suit you're going to take a weird 
beard serum and you're going to be part rhino. Boom. Yeah. Well, they, ma- they made Mark Ruffalo the Hulk. Yeah. Why can't they do the same thing with the rhino? No, and, and I get that. Jamie Foxx said that he is playing Electro, but it's not the same character from Amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because we're probably going to get like a more true to comic version of Electro mm-hmm. because be that's what Feige does. But think about that. I mean, those are some huge names. Alfred Merlina, Jamie Foxx, Willem Dafoe, Hayden Church. Can't say that dude's name. Reese Iphons. Reese Iphons. And Paul Giamatti. Like individually, it was all kind of gimmicky. Mm-hmm. But you put them together, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of money right there. That is. Yeah, because all those actors are pretty pretty high level A-list actors. Exactly. But hey, this is this is MCU. This is Marvel. This is Feige. This is Disney. Yeah. They can pull it off. Sony technically. Uh, let them have it. <laughs> let them have it. So Spider-Man No Way Home will swing into theaters December 17th. Are we like half a year away from this? I need this trailer like ASAP. Isn't it crazy? Like we Supposed, don't. So another rumor. Okay. Because we don't have it written down here. Rumor has it we're going to be getting a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer in the next like three weeks. So before July? Yeah. It's I forgot what movie they said it was attached to, but it's going to be attached to one of the movies in theaters. Oh, so we should look up like what movies are coming out. Yeah. I forgot which movie it was, but they said like in the next three weeks, the trailer is supposed to drop in theaters. I don't know. We'll have to look that up. I want Spider-Man! What else you got though? Captain America 4. Who's the villain? What are we going to do? The rumor is Sin, the daughter of the Red Skull, is rumored to be making her MCU debut in Captain America 4. Ah, so Cynthia Schmidt. Yeah. See, you know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this. You know, it's weird though because subtly, Marvel is doing this thing where they're introducing like the next generation Mm -hmm. of heroes, right? And the villains. And the villains. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense like to find some kind of connection like long-term history you know with captain america sort of thing especially because we can't get a full-on red skull yeah so this is probably going to be the next best thing right right so it makes sense to like introduce like this new version of the red skull or ties to the red skull i was gonna say ties because she's not really the red skull and like a whole new uh nemesis for captain america right and the sam wilson version of captain america so yeah i don't know much about her but it sounds kind of interesting yeah i'll be interested to see whether they make her a background character or if she's like up in the forefront yeah because she's definitely not the same villain that her father is she's more cerebral if anything but that's good i mean yeah. that's good for well it's almost like madam hydra in, in it, captain america that's what i was about to say Th- that would fit right into the whole world that captain america and the winter soldier created right or because in the winter soldier well it is captain america at yeah, this point now I mean, yeah yeah because we've already seen madam hydra so on that level cynthia schmidt is is like on that same level of madam hydra and she could be like pulling the strings and being a background character and Madam Hydra is working for Cynthia Schmidt mm-hmm. or vice versa. I don't know. There's so many like possibilities like MCU rumors yeah. happening right now. Like I want them all to just like take place and happen. Like I'm, I feel like I'm moving back into like episode three of WandaVision and, and like all the rumors were going to come true. I mean, know? just to throw it out there, right? Mephisto. 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 Maybe, you know, Mephisto is going to be in Captain America 4. Mephisto is, is going to be in all of them. I tell you what, Mephisto is going to be in the Eternals. Mephisto is the main villain in Loki. <laughs> right? He's going to be bringing bringing in the the X-Men and the mutants to the Eternals. Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, tell me about this. So, I was just kidding about Mephisto, but rumors are is that the Eternals are going to pave the way for the X-Men and the mutants to come into the MCU. These are the rumors that they put in every, like, Marvel property, though, because they did it in WandaVision. I mean, they're talking about it for Eternals now, because, I mean, yes, there is a tie. But this one makes the most sense. I, I guess. Right? So, the whole thing is that the Eternals are aliens. They come to Earth. They start helping ancient like you know human civilizations Mm 
-hmm. right? So technology and food and whatever else, right? And they're kind of like the ones that started the different, I guess, types of human, Mm -hmm. right? So, and there's Eternals and there's Deviants and like maybe there's some weird loving happening between Eternals and Deviants and humans. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Considering that Apocalypse is the first mutant. Exactly. Is Apocalypse the son of Icarus? Hey, could be. I don't know. You tell me. You're the one that reads all this. (laughs) But the whole idea is that mutants may be living on Earth already and maybe the Eternals are the ones that kind of wake up all the mutants. So it would almost be kind of like how Inhumans happen in the kind comics. Kind of, right? Where there's like a catalyst that wakes up the, the, the X gene. Exactly. Uh, that could be a thing. I'm interested in seeing more. I, I want to see kind of how Feige does this because I trust Feige mm-hmm. and I want to see what he's going to do to introduce mutants, especially now that he's saying that he's going to reintroduce Inhumans. I, I, I need to see this. Yeah, right? The more I learn about the Eternals, the more I'm interested in right. it. I just want to know what's going to happen. They're tying things into this kind of new property to the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. But they're tying in other storylines and, and connecting it. I right. want to know how they're going to do it. Right. Is this the jump off point for, for mutants? I hope it is. We 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 need mutants badly. I need the X-Men. I'm, I'm just saying that I need the X-Men at this point. I know. I, I totally need it too. But you know what's funny is that like they're going to show up and I'm going to be like, eh, it wasn't what I expected. Not my Wolverine. <laughs> Hashtag not my Wolverine. Hashtag not my Professor X. Who's going to be Wolverine? Are they going to make him short this time? I was going to say he has to be someone short. Is it is it Elijah Wood? Is it Elijah Wood? <laughs> Elijah, gonna... Hashtag Elijah Wood as Wolverine. Hashtag Peter Dinklage is my Wolverine. You know what? Peter Dinklage is tall enough. He could he could easily be Wolverine. He's got the attitude. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does. He's got the acting chops to be Wolverine. I just want to hear Peter Dinklage say Bub. We had a lot of Lego talk this week. Yeah, we did. How's the Lego build going? It's beautiful, man. Do you see it behind you? I saw it. It looks really cool. Yeah, it's looking more and more like a car every week. Mm-hmm. And this week, we should be finished this week, actually. We, you know what's funny is that I let you guys handle the Lego builds, and they're great, and they're fun. There's so much crap talking. You know what my little tradition now is? I watch the Lego live stream and, you know, take part in the chat, because that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm also eating tacos, so it's like tacos and Legos on Mondays are kind of my new jam. Okay. You should try the veggie tacos, I'm telling you. Um, no. Yeah, because... Don't ruin my taco leg Even Stephanie told you you need to try them out. Stephanie's in Florida. You know, and Florida's, you know... Floridians. In Floridians. Floridites. Something's going on over there. Something's in the water. Maybe it's crocodile or alligators, meat. I don't know. It's happening. Cro- uh, crocodile meat is delicious. Have you had crocodile meat? Oh, I have. It's so good. So it tastes like chicken, but a little more tough. That doesn't sound appealing. It's actually really good. It tastes really good. Have you ever had frog's legs? I have had frog's legs. Also what? pretty good. Good. What does that taste like? Like chicken. So everything tastes like chicken. The meat, the meat actually does taste like chicken in this case. Delicious and nutritious. Tastes just like chicken. That's gross. Yeah. Anyways, back to Lego builds. Frog tacos. No, sorry. Lego builds. Yeah. So Monday, six to eight. Make sure to join Young Phil, Aaron Thick, and Double A as they're doing the builds. Yeah. We're having a great time. We're talking all the smack. We are, I think we're going to do another bracket this week. Mm. Surprise on which bracket we're going to do. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep it quiet because you got to tune in the stream to get it. I like it. But other than that, we're probably going to finish the Mustang this week that means next week it's time for the crest Oh, just in time for the 4th of July. I'm not blowing up the crest. Then we're going to blow it up. Yeah, I'm going to put an M80 in your razor crest. Excuse me, sir? Uh, Yeah. You are not putting an M80 in my razor crest. I'm putting an M80 in your razor crest. We're going to blow up your razor crest. Stay away from my razor crest. You stay away from my razor crest. Don't touch my razor crest. Don't touch my razor crest. I'm blowing up your razor crest. Don't talk about my Don't talk about my dad. We got a giveaway? I'm blowing up your razor crest and I'm eating your Sour Patch Kids. You're not eating my Sour Patch Kids. I bought the other bag, by the way. Oh, you did? Yeah. Good. I, I bought the new bag. Because? Because 
we ate a bag in the last show. Because the bougie bird had it written in to a writer that she needs to have Sour Patch Kids. So guys, we've been talking about James's power of suggestion. He picked up a bag and just pretty much opened it and was just like, this is happening. I didn't open it. You opened it <laughs> because Bird wanted it open and we all had delicious watermelon snacks. Yeah. Well, I bought another bag just to make sure that we have the three bags that I promised to the people who win the contest along with the Red Berry Sour Patch Pop. So cool. I want that pop. Yeah, I want that pop too. But I mean, I think it serves better to go to one of the nerds. I like it. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So win a pop, win some candy. What do you got to do? All you got to do is go to the post that we've posted on Instagram and Facebook. It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page as well as the top of the Nerd and Some Post. And then it's also on Instagram. You guys got to like it. You got to subscribe to Distance Nerding. And then you got to tag a friend, preferably someone who doesn't already listen to the show. But if you do, that's cool too. Yeah. But I mean, the idea is we want to have people tagging each other into this this post. Mm -hmm. And essentially everybody who tags somebody gets an entry to win. I love it. Who doesn't like candy? And pops. And pops. All this means is we're not afraid to buy your affection. Absolutely not afraid to buy your affection. Shirt coming soon. I want it now. Have something you want to discuss? Are you thirsty for some butterbeer? I got Trulies in front of me right now. So you're, you're feeling quite quenched. Yes. Your palate is moist. Yes. <laughs> How do you think mutants will get introduced into the MCU? How much money will young Phil spend on everything at LegoCon? I want it. Way more than I want to. <laughs> that mortgage can hold. Yeah, who needs a mortgage? Who needs to pay for a house? Tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the Facebook group, The Distance Nerdington Post. Guys, you can buy us tacos. You can buy us tacos. All you have to do is go to distancenerding.com and join the taco party. There's a link right there to join, join the taco party. Join the taco party. Yeah. Just like Julie. Yeah, Julie is the queen of the taco party. She is the VIP of the taco party. Yeah, she's basically the person who brought the taco truck and then came in with like you know a whole 48 pack of beer <laughs> I was going to say, if this is like a taco strip club, she's making it rain tacos. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Amazing. She is raining tacos all over the place. Guys, also, t-shirts. 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 If you haven't seen the post that I put in the Nerdington Post, you have to go check it out. We put the official t-shirt out there. Uh, we've already got people pre-ordering the shirts. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm actually going to pay for one of these shirts like out of my pocket, <laughs> which is weird because technically it goes back to the taco fund. But I mean, still. Hey, same with me. I'll do the same thing. I'll buy a shirt. Yeah, and the idea, guys, being that, you know, if we get rid of these shirts, then we can, you know, put it towards other merch. There's other ideas and other things that people have been suggesting to us, like yep. shirt ideas and uh, patches and things like that. So, you know, basically that's how we pay for stuff yep. to get back to you. Yeah, we got people asking about t-shirts, asking about the stickers. Buy a t-shirt, we'll send you stickers Oh, I'm sending stickers free. to everybody who buys a shirt. Exactly. Exactly. Get a shirt and get some free stickers. Exactly. Guys, you got to connect with us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, all at Distance Nerding. Thanks and keep nerding together. All right, it's taco time. Taco time. It better not be veggie tacos. Oh, I got veggie chorizo out there. Chorizo? Yeah, I took a picture of it and put it on the Nerdington Post, and everybody approves. Not everybody. Everybody approves. There was a couple angry faces. There was only one angry face. It was my angry it face. It was your angry face. And now I'm angry in re in real time face. Yeah, so now you're going to go eat a chorizo taco, and you're going to eat your words. Okay, I'll try. Okay. Uh, eat my words. <laughs> you got jokes. Distance nerding.
We're not really blowing up my Razor Crest, are we? Oh, we're blowing it up. Uh, no, we're blowing yours up. No, we're going to blow up your Razor Crest. It's here already. You got to show it live, being yeah. built, and then blow it up. Boom, boom. Yours would be the stunt Razor Crest, and we'll put an M80 in that and blow it up. That's not fan accurate. Fans would not enjoy that. I mean, fans aren't going to enjoy blowing up mine. You're not putting an M80 anywhere near my Razor Crest. You're not going to put an M80 near my Razor Crest. I'm putting an M80 in your Razor Crest. Think about the YouTube fans. Yeah, it might be a good thing for the YouTube fans. You're going to get so many likes. It's going to be awesome. No, we're blowing yours up. We'll talk about it. We're blowing yours up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 